This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit www.librivox.org. Read for LibriVox by Shelley Brisbane. Chapter 8 Mrs. Vernon to Lady de Courcy Churchill. My dear mother, you must not expect Reginald back again for some time. He desires me to tell you that the current open weather induces him to accept Mr. Vernon's invitation that he prolong his stay in Sussex, that they may have some hunting together. He means to send for his horses immediately, and it is impossible to say when you may see him in Kent. I will not disguise my sentiments on this change from you, my dear mother, though I think you had better not communicate them to my father, whose excessive anxiety about Reginald would subject him to an alarm which might seriously affect his health and spirits. Lady Susan has certainly contrived, in the space of a fortnight, to make my brother like her. In short, I am persuaded that his continuing here, beyond the time originally fixed for his visit, is occasioned as much by a degree of fascination toward her as by the wish of hunting with Mr. Vernon, and, of course, I cannot receive that pleasure from the length of his visit which my brother's company would otherwise give me. I am indeed provoked at the artifice of this unprincipled woman. What stronger proof of her dangerous abilities can be given than this perversion of Reginald's judgment, which, when he entered this house, was so decidedly against her? In his last letter he actually gave me some particulars of her behaviour at Langford, such as he received from a gentleman who knew her perfectly well which, if true, raise abhorrence against her, and which Reginald himself was entirely disposed to credit. His opinion of her, I am sure, was as low as any woman in England, and when he first came it was evident that he considered her as one entitled neither to delicacy or respect, and that he felt she would be delighted with the attentions of any man inclined to flirt with her. Her behaviour, I confess, has been calculated to do away with such an idea. I have not detected the slightest impropriety in her, nothing of vanity, of pretension, of levity, and she is altogether so attractive that I should not wonder at his being delighted with her, had he known nothing of her previous to this personal acquaintance, and against reason, against conviction, to be so well pleased with her, as I am sure he is, does really astonish me. His admiration was at first very strong, but no more than was natural, and I did not wonder at his being much struck with the gentleness and delicacy of her manners." but when he has mentioned her of late, it has been in terms of more extraordinary praise. Yesterday he actually said that he could not be surprised at any effect produced on the heart of man by such loveliness and such abilities. And when I lamented in reply the badness of her disposition, he observed that whatever might have been her errors, they were to be imputed to her neglected education and early marriage, and that she was altogether a wonderful woman." This tendency to excuse her conduct or to forget it in the warmth of admiration vexes me, and if I did not know that Reginald is too much at home at Church Hill to need invitation for lengthening his visit, I should regret Mr. Vernon's giving him any. Lady Susan's intentions are, of course, close to those of coquetry, and a desire of universal admiration. I cannot for a moment imagine that she has anything more serious in view, but it mortifies me to see a young man of Reginald's sense duped by her at all. I am Catherine Vernon. This has been a LibriVox recording of Lady Susan, a novel by Jane Austen. Read for LibriVox by Shelley Brisbane.